Hey, Henry, what's up? Uh, this is Nick Perkel from WMSC. How's it going? Oh, it's going good, man. Just washing my van, getting ready to pick up Nocturnal from Los Angeles. This is your third outing coming out to the East Coast. What have you learned from touring cities like New York, Philly, and Baltimore? And How are the crowds like compared to the Bay Area that you like so much? When we come out to the East Coast, it's always a treat because it's always got like its own life form. It's its own breathing entity. Each city, each town brings its own distinctive show feel. Boston, Philly, everywhere. I actually, thinking about it in retrospect, I actually enjoy every place just as much as the Bay. Just because what it brings, the culture, you can feel it within the people, the way to respect music out there, especially out of town bands. I don't know, I just, I love it. It's a great place, great times. I assume your big show on the East Coast is going to be Baltimore, Maryland Death Fest. Any special plans for that show? Really, the only plan is party, party, and, uh, oh yeah, party. <laughs> I believe you've got a new 7-inch coming out. Now, what songs are going to be on it, and are you going to be doing any revisited tracks? The 7-inch should be coming out. Well, we plan on having it out May 14th, which would be this Saturday. But there was a delay at the pressing plant, and they said it's going to take about another three weeks. We're hoping that... They might be able to speed it up, and we might be able to get it out for Maryland Death Fest. But, I mean, it'll be out regardless, nonetheless, before the end of the summer. And the song that are going to be on it is a new song, which is called Supermax. You can find the video on YouTube. We've got a video up there. And it's about how when I got locked up for drug charges and whatever, and I tried to bring some awareness about it. Because being convicted for two years, state prison, while this dude who molested a child and he's getting 180 days work release, it's just, it makes no sense. You're busting me for a little bit of weed that I was smoking, but there's a guy fucking raping kids and he's getting off for free? It makes no sense. And then there's another song called Products of Imprisonment, which is also a new one. Political type stuff, nothing too deep. And then finally, we are revisiting a song, it's called Skinned Alive. It was on our uh, Black Thrash demo, I believe. Those are the only songs that should be on the 7-inch. How come you decided to put out another release on vinyl? I believe this is the third time you're putting out something on vinyl, right? Well, really, you know what it is? I just love vinyl. I mean, there's more, there's something to it. It's a little bit more special than just your regular CD. And we live in a different age. People don't don't have Walkmans. They don't have CD players anymore. CD has almost become obsolete. The thing is, for a true fan of metal, or not just any true fan, every, any, most music fans and, and just people who are into that kind of stuff, really still enjoy the vinyl and the vinyl hasn't disappeared for the person who's into that kind of media outlet people who listen to vinyl they're really enthusiastic about it they're like man you know you just don't get the sound off a cd like you do on the vinyl i'm one of those people and so is the rest of the band and so we figure man let's release more vinyl how does this new version of skinned alive compare to i believe the unholy thrash attack version well, the Holy Thrash Attack version, we had Gethsemane, our first guitar player, or a.k.a. Elimination, playing the solos. And this one was just more of us trying to showcase the skill of our new guitar player, Eric. Back in the day, we used to have more of a different solo style. It was more Slayer-ish, just noise-type soloing. But we want to show that we're trying to advance as a band. We're trying to change. Not necessarily change, but just progress. Eric brings a whole new element. And his styles, instead of more being like Slayer, it's more like death, Chuck Shoulder type stuff. And so that's why we were like, hey, you know, Skin to Life has a nice solo part, and why not make it, why not record it? Being part of the thrash underground, what's your opinion about trendy bands? And do you think your music is given the same passion as yours, or do they just write to get it big? I personally can't tell you. I'm not really sure who's a trendy band and who's not. But the bands who are trendy, they know deep in their hearts what they're doing. And personally, I could care less. 
they do what they want to do. But I, I could identify music as genuine. And so do people. We all have a knack for that kind of stuff. You could hear it. You could hear it in the music. And usually they'll be popular for the moment. People will like them. But just like any trend, they disappear. But the real bands, the people who really put uh, effort into actually making real music or actually putting their hearts into it, stuff sticks around a little bit longer. People recognize it. What inspired you to start writing black thrash music? Black thrash metal. It's wild, but I was a big fan of thrash metal. I was a big fan of all sorts of metal, punk and stuff. I started listening to bands like back in 2000, like R Noir, fucking Destroyer 666, Nocturnal, which we'll be touring with. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, man, I just I want to play music like this. It sounds great. I want to do what these guys are doing. I just wanted to throw my own flavor into it. A lot of the bands are more akin to like Bathory and Venom, but I wanted to be more like Creator and like Satanic Warmaster. What would you say your main influences are for the music you write in Witchhaven and also Svenhards? With Witchhaven, now it's just a plethora of music. I mean, we have influences from everywhere. We're musicians and we've been listening to Thrash. And, you know, we're, we love metal and uh, don't get me wrong. But if you're going to pinpoint anything, there's nothing specific, but it just comes down to crust punk, black metal, and thrash. And then for Zenhard, it was all Iron Maiden. That's basically it. What is your favorite Iron Maiden album and why? My favorite Iron Maiden album is Somewhere Back in Time. Definitely. I believe in Zenhard, you also had Lurby as a bandmate, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, Lurby's my cousin, and yeah, he's a... Uh, he was a bandmate, and, you know, we started jamming. He was actually in a punk band back in the day. I joined up with a friend from out here, the bassist, actually from Ex Mortis right now. His name is Daniel, and the singer was Juan, a.k.a. Oso, who's uh, driving around with us, actually, this tour. And we just started playing Iron Maiden stuff, you know, Iron Maiden, Metallica. You know, back when it was, back when that kind of music was very unpopular, where it was very rare to meet anyone who even remotely knew what Iron Maiden was. You got any great memories of days hanging out with Lurby? The memories are just immense. Too many memories with that guy. Memories with us, Venhards, actually, and they continue happening. In your music nowadays, do you find yourself writing more about politics than blasphemous things these days? Well, yeah, you know why? Because it's not necessarily that we're writing about politics, but it's just more stuff that's relevant in my life. Sure, I could write about blasphemy and Satanism and just womanizing and just like whatever, but it means nothing to me. Uh, there's bands that already do it, and that's why they're good, and yeah, I like them. But why am I just going to be another one of those bands? I'd rather write about something that truly, like I have a first-hand experience on. There's a connection to it rather than just Satan and fucking bitches. And... What kind of events do you find are like the most inspiring from the lyrics of your songs nowadays? Just basically every life experience, everything that happens during the day, you know, uh, just me going to jail and dealing with the court system and just seeing everything. Right now I'm in rehab and I see the repercussions of what happens to addiction and this addiction that is brought to us in society. They make it cool for you to drink beer. They make it cool for you to smoke cigarettes. They may say, oh, you shouldn't drink or smoke on commercials, but in the end it's actually subliminally implanted into your head. Really, a lot of things I just see happening all around me. It might not happen to me uh, directly, but it might happen to a friend, or I just see like stuff that happens to them financially or when they're traveling. Just you gonna write a song about Bin Laden's death? Uh, Bin Laden's death? You know, yeah. Not necessarily. I'm not gonna write a song about 
why it happened or who did it. I want to write about why people are getting so excited about it. They're just celebrating like we won some Super Bowl or something of America or whatever. And it's it's disgusting. It's it's hideous. It's it just proves to people. It just proves to the world how foolish, just pig-headed uh, America is nowadays. It's just we get excited for the death of an enemy. Uh, it just it makes no sense. We shouldn't celebrate a death of a, an atrocious man. A.K.A. I mean, if they what he did is true. But I mean, it, we should have a better moral output, and that's the kind of song I'm going to write about. You know, you need, we need to wake up. We need to. Stop wasting our time, just wasting our time, like, listening to this kind of stuff. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. What's your title of the album, Terror Storm, in allusion to Alex Jones' documentary, Terror Storm? Yeah, you know what? It is. Uh, we uh, wrote the song, Terror Storm, because it is about false flag operations and such. And uh, the reason we t- uh, we named it Terror Storm is because I want people, when they Google up which even Alex Jones is going to come up right along next to it. And that way, you know, they'll come along and they'll watch the video. And I, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but, I mean, there's a lot of points that he makes. And I hope people just open their minds a little bit more and start digging deeper because of it. And that's why we named the terrorist one. What would Beavis and Butthead say if they saw your video on Supermax? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I really don't know. You know what? Beavis and Butthead saw Witchhaven on, on their TV. Uh, I'd assume they'd probably start banging their head. Uh, I mean, they'll just make fun of us, probably, most likely. I really can't think of anything, but they'll probably put us down, you know, make us look like fools. What would you say Witchhaven's Spinal Tap moment was? Uh, basically, uh, the whole thing is a Spinal Tap moment. I really can't pinpoint anything. It's just insane, you know? We, we've got lost uh, getting to a show. I mean, we'll show up to the wrong venue or something. You know, it's, if it's not going to happen tonight or tomorrow, it's definitely going to happen in the next few weeks. You seen any good horror movies as of late? Yeah, dude, you know what? I saw an excellent film. It was actually an adaptation uh, story that H.P. Lovecraft wrote. It was uh, called From Beyond. And uh, I really liked that film because it really dives into a wild subject, you know, the pineal gland. How humans, we believe everything we see is real. What we perceive in this materialistic frame of mind, all that we sense and feel with our five senses is true. But in that film... It really goes into, like, there's much more beyond that. You know, we have the sixth sense. There's something a lot more. There's a world that we can't see because we've, we've become so ignorant and proliferated with foolish things like money and religion and such things. And that that's still really, like, dives into the topic of that. If you could pick one of the new songs you wrote, like, besides Supermac, could you put a, that on a uh, horror movie soundtrack? I think Skin to Life would be a good horror movie soundtrack because it's about being skinned alive. It's actually about an animal being skinned alive, but never once in the song do I really say an animal or nothing. And it's, you know, it goes into detail. So yeah, I think that would be a great horror movie. So. What's a typical day on the road like when you're on tour? Watching out for police. That's the number one thing. Having fun, getting rowdy, laughing, listening to music, and just being rambunctious, parking lot showers. Just crazy stuff, living like an anarchist on the road, just having fun. It's what it is. Do you think online downloading hurts or helps the bands of today? Online downloading. If you're trying to profit, it hurts you, I guess. But if you're trying to get out there, trying to have people recognize you, it's actually beneficial. It's better to have people download your stuff because if they recognize your songs, they'll actually come out to your shows rather than having to pay for 
a bunch of music they have no clue about. What are some pre-show rituals that you like to do? Drink booze, smoke weed, and party. What's a typical set list like for you? A uh, typical set list. Uh, you know, there really isn't too much of a typical set list, but most times we always like to kick off the set list with the song Faces of Death, and we like to always finish it off with Unholy Copulation. But most times inside, in, be- in the middle of that, there's a wild mess of any song we feel like we want to play. On November 25th, 2011, of this year, where do you see your band, and how many new songs do you think you'll have composed? I'm hoping that we'll have a, a, a new album out by then. And if that's the case, we should be having like 14, 15 songs out. If you could wish for one thing that would help your band, what would it be? Me not being a felon and on probation. That would be great. That way we could tour Europe and stuff. I could leave, you know, the country. And not just that. I mean, I guess just some plane tickets to where we need to go. Like, if you could visit Europe and Asia, what are three places in Europe and three places in Asia that you'd like to play and why? I really don't know what places are great in Europe. I have no clue, you know. I, uh, I'm oblivious to the scenes out I, I know the bands, I know the music, but I have no clue how, like, how the shows go out there. But I guess you could say one spot would be Germany and another spot would be, uh, I guess, like, Spain and and actually Poland. Asia, I'd actually like to go to Malaysia, Thailand, and uh, hopefully Japan. What are some fond memories of visiting record stores and getting uh, really awesome finds? I was in a record shop one day, and I was looking for some stuff, and I'll be surprised. Sometimes I'll find, like, a Satanic War Master or Black Funeral, and it's like, wow, you know? It's like, damn, hey, no clue you were going to have this. It's so obscure. And sometimes, you know, that's, that's always a great thing about going to a record shop, especially a metal shop is when you find something that you, you had no clue was going to be there, you had the intentions of buying something else, and then you just uh, all of that goes out the window because you find something that really catches your attention, and that's, that's what I like about going to a red shop. Do you have a good recipe for making chili? Making chili. You know what? I have, I have a, chili, a chili recipe, but uh, me and my friends, we like to call it a no-chew stew. It's basically uh, uh, chili... You know, the beans and the and the ground beef, uh, preferably, you know, you make it from scratch. Uh, we'd like to take some, uh, you know, sausages, uh, preferably, you know, like a, a Polish sausage or a Frank, something delicious, and a bunch of bacon, you know, chop it up, and you mix it all in there, and you cook it up. You know, I mean, of course, you cook the bacon before you throw it in there. Then you get a hot dog bun, a hoagie bun, you spoon in a, a bunch of the no-chew stew, and then you, uh, you sprinkle a bunch of cheddar cheese on it, and you just eat. That's, that's my chili recipe. Fat burger or In-N-Out, and why? I'm going to go with In-N-Out, dude. Sometimes I feel uh, courageous, and I'm like, you know what? I want me an 8 by 8 today. And an 8 by 8 is basically eight patties with cheese stacked up in one bun. What's your favorite hobby that's not music-related? Basketball. I love basketball. I, either like, I love watching it or playing it. Or just talking about it. I just love basketball. What kind of merch you got for sale that you're bringing out to uh, the East Coast, to uh, the Maryland Death Fest? I'm hoping that we're going to get a 7 inches coming out. But besides that, we'll be having CDs. We'll be having patches. We'll, we will have shirts, stickers, pins. Just basically your general merch. What are some websites that fans can go to if they see you in concert and they're like, oh, man, I didn't have 20 bucks to get your shirt or something? They could go onto this website and pick one up for themselves or PayPal or something. 
most times if a fan comes up and they're like, oh, I don't got 20 bucks, all I got is five. I'm willing to barter, you know, I'm not an asshole or nothing. I'm glad that people appreciate the music, so if they don't get it the first time, I mean, with whatever they've got, I'm most likely will give them a deal. If they got five bucks, I'll let them have a CD, who cares? But if they're going to go online and uh, try to buy one, they could definitely go through PayPal, and they just got to go uh, contact our drummer, and his email is Larry Sanchez. 33 at yahoo.com, which is L-E-R-B-Y-S-A-N-C-H-E-Z-3-3 at yahoo.com. What are some important shows you got to cite for the East Coast coming up uh, in a week or two? Oh, well, uh, you know, we got a few spots in the East Coast, and I love all the East Coast. First spot that we're going to stop by is Richmond, Virginia. We're going to be playing at the Strange Matter with... Oh, man, an amazing band. They're called Battle Mask, but they're sweet. It's got the singer from uh, Cannabis Corpse, the other band that he's in. I call it Black Thrash, but it's got some grindcore, death metal influence in there. It's just wild music. It's really good. It's really good. And that's the first stop. And then we go to, I think, uh, in Massachusetts. We play in, at this place called Ralph's Diner. Yeah, it should be a cool show. Um, we're playing with a few bands, some local bands. It should be fun. Uh, and then after that, we uh, play in New York. Um, we're playing at this place called Bowery Electric, and we're playing with a band called Villains, which is a sweet band. And then after that, we got Maryland Death Fest, which is, of course, going to be wild. It's going to be fun, you know, partying, drinking, laughing, good times and stuff. After that, we're going to stop at the Meat Locker in New Jersey, and we're going to play with our friends Coffin Dust and a few other bands. should be fun. And then uh, the day after that, we're going to be in one of my favorite cities in the East Coast, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at this place called the Bordello. We should be playing with our friends again, Vulcan, Coffin Dust, this other band called Metal Jacket. So, Witchhaven and Nocturnal, we're going to start the tour in San Francisco, May 13th, and we're going to be playing in L.A. the day after. Then we're going to be playing a few dates with Destruction and Heathen in Texas. And then after that, like I said, we're going to be heading out to the East Coast. And we're going to be topping off that tour with Nocturnal at Maryland Death Fest. After that tour with Nocturnal, they're going to be flying back to Germany. Well, they should be flying back home. And then uh, we will be traveling back home. And we'll be stopping by Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, first time in Kentucky, uh, Salt Lake City, Colorado, you know, Denver. And then we're going to be uh, doing two dates in Seattle. And then finally, uh, two dates in Portland to top off the tour. And then we'll be back home. So uh, go on Facebook, look up Official Witch Haven, and you'll find all the details there.